Welcome to Stories of Expansion, created by Gosha Gona and me, Wun Tan. This podcast shares inspiring expansion stories. We speak to amazing guests who have turned the biggest challenges and fears into blessings for themselves and others. We will be exploring how they've overcome their personal and business challenges to create a bigger impact and make a difference in the world. We will learn how they have survived and blossomed in times of challenge. We believe that the world needs us more than ever before. It is time to stop procrastinating and playing small. Let's show up more fully and achieve what we're here to do together. Today, we have a guest who is an inspiration for both of me and Woon. And this interview had a very profound effect on me. But I will tell you about it later. Now, Woon, what did you think about this interview? I think it's such an inspiration to see how she got out of her situation, burnt out and very methodically found her way out of it. But the biggest thing that I took away where I have never really considered much of this question is how she was able to, with her immense experience really, um, design her lifestyle that she wanted with this new business that she wanted and being able to put in place what she wants and what she doesn't want and being very clear with that. I think that was super powerful. Being very conscious about how she wants to design this new life. Yeah, and I exactly got the same thing out of it, um, apart from like about 20 other things. Yes. Uh, but but um, what I wanted to share with our listeners today is that what really was the most profound in all of that is that here we have someone who has built many businesses, very successful multimillionaires, right? Who is about to die of stress. And the, the stress that she's going through is actually her body, her soul saying to her, you're on a wrong path. You're successful. But successful to whom, right? Successful to everybody around her, people observing her. She, she's doing what she loves. She, she's got all this money and she's employing people, having fun. But behind closed doors, this is not really truly the success that was success by design, right? It wasn't mm. a conscious success. So what I got out of this uh, conversation was whatever success you're building, build it very consciously and success that it's not conscious, that it doesn't touch all areas of our life could be very dangerous. So... Yeah, you agree, yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a it's such a powerful takeaway, and I think that whole story is really really inspiring. I mean, there are so many things that she shared that were so useful for entrepreneurs and people who want to get into business and make a difference. But I think that that whole story from you know the the, the challenge that we, she found herself in, where 
you know, like you say, her body was telling her she had to do something and, and then her decisions to, to redesign her new life. That was powerful. Yeah. So, so enjoy the podcast. And remember, when you are creating your success, create it consciously. So it feeds every aspect of your being, your mind, your body, your soul, your relationships, and listen to your every fiber of your being, listen to your soul. So the success is good for you on every single level. I think this is a very, very inspiring episode. So enjoy the show. Today, I have a huge pleasure and delight to introduce you to a lady who is a great inspiration to me and has been so for many months. Sami Blindell, she is the branding expert and she has helped thousands of people to develop their businesses and become more successful and reach more people. So, Sami, um, you have also created so many products, which I am amazed. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you for uh, advice how to do that. So please, please tell people who you are and what you love doing. Brilliant question. And thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show today, Gosha. And um, gosh, who am I and what do I do? I would say at my very core, I am somebody who cares enormously about impact. I believe I was put on this earth to do way more than just have a job, you know, wake up, work, earn money. I believe that I was here, put here to, to be more than just that. So, so for me, you know, life is really about creating amazing experiences, doing the things that you want to do, and then building a business around that. And I learned very much the hard way by doing it the opposite way around. I focused on the business, thinking that the business would give me the life that I wanted. I didn't think about how if I got really intentional, I would be able to create the life I wanted and build a business that would enable me to create the income to achieve that. And, and so what I found was that by doing it the first way, I created a business that overtook my life. I was working 18 to 20 hours a day. I was burned out totally I was broken by the time mm. after after seven years of building just one business I mean I've built 10 companies now and the four, the, the four companies that I've built over the last three years they've been very intentional they've been totally focused on the vision of it and but built around the vision of the life that I want rather than the business that I want so uh, so yeah it's been a quite an incredible journey and as a result of building that first business very much the hard way I uh, I really did burn out and I ended up building that business up to 7.8 million pounds and I sold it for a pound and walked away wow. to buy myself peace because I'd created something that it had become a monster because I'd I, my whole life had was revolved around that business I didn't have a life you know I had I had my I made it moment when I bought my dream home. I had my I made it moment when I got my dream car. I had all these I made it moments and no time at all to be able to enjoy any of it. So, you know, I hadn't listened to my heart. My heart was starting to ache. It started with little twinges, which became bigger pains, which ended up with me being in hospital four times in as many months. And it was just a painful situation and I didn't realize it was stress that was causing all of that. 
And people kept saying to me, oh, you know, you're stressed. You've got to change what you're doing. And it's all right. Other people say you've got to change what you're doing. But if that's all you know, and you don't know that there's another way, yes. how, how do you know what to do or who to turn to? And I was part yes. of these business groups, um, you know, because I thought it was the business that needed to be more successful. So I was working harder and harder and harder. And really what I was creating in my life was a busy mess rather than a business. Yes. And so I got really busy in my busyness and it just overtook my life because I didn't have a vision for what I wanted for my life. I had a vision for my business. I had goals for my business. I had dreams for my business. I had all wow. those things. And I had, you know, all these um, coaches and mentors that I was paying thousands and thousands of pounds to every month for me to overachieve that next goal, overachieve that next cash flow forecast, overachieve that next profit margin. But I didn't have any goal for my life, what relationship I wanted, how much, how, what I wanted to do with the time, how much time I wanted to be mm. spending each day just on me and the things that I wanted to do. And it was just very painful. And my heart was letting me know. And that fourth time that I was in the, uh, the emergency room and the doctor called me into his consultant's room to pull me away because you know what it's like in hospital it's like the smell and the mm. anesthetic and the bright white lights and loads of noise and so he takes me into his room and he just said Miss Lindell you have to change what you're doing I've seen you four times in this room now and I cannot guarantee that the next time I see you the results are going to be reversible next time you have to change what you're doing and still it wasn't enough Oh he my God, it to me wasn't three times enough. before. He'd said oh. it to me three times before. But what he said this time that he hadn't said the other times was the thing that made the difference. And I've only recently started sharing this bit. You know, I've talked about my story uh, a lot over the last six years whilst I've been helping other people to avoid brand burnout because that's literally what it was. I was so in love with my brand. I was doing everything for the brand that I burned out because everything was for the brand. It wasn't for me. It was, you know, I was serving everybody else. And every time I took a new client on, my life went further back in the priority. Wow. So, uh, you know, it was a lot of hard lessons. And here's what he said to me. And it was so powerful. Um, he said, Miss Blindell, you are free to make your own choices, but you're not free of the consequences of those choices. Mm. And I just, I went away and I cried and cried and cried. Like I, I think that's probably, I don't think I cried that much even when I got divorced. Like I really, wow. you know, this was almost like I was divorcing my life. I was yes. divorcing my business. I was divorcing everything that I knew. Yes. Because all of my, all of my clients were my friends. I didn't have time for friends, friends, because yes. I was in business all the time. So all my clients were friends. Everybody I knew was a client you know even friends became clients and so my whole life was business and as a result of that I, I literally had to divorce my entire life for me to be able to listen to my heart listen to my body listen to my gut intuition is something that you know you and I have talked about many a time and um, I'm sure we'll explore that a little bit more today but I wasn't following that yeah. and you know it was just out of you know one of my highest core values is loyalty Yes. And so for me, I felt like I was being disloyal to my clients by even thinking about not being there anymore. And wow. and so for me, you know, we were going through a process. We built the company up to seven point eight million. It was valued. We were going through the process of selling the company. 
for two years. We've been having meetings with people that our accountant had been putting us in touch with, you know, connecting us with as people who could be, um, you know, investors in the business or to, to buy the business. And I just, I didn't like any of these people that they were introducing wow. me to. And I know that I could go, do you know what? 7.8 million, got a business partner. We'll divide it into, off we go, sail into the sunset, have a nice life on a few million, you know, live off the interest. Um, you know, could easily have done that. But my values was loyalty and I, it was stressing me out. And my heart was letting me know that, that even thinking about the money, that's not what I was here for. And the more I thought about, well, maybe we could just do that the more my body was pushing it against it and like, no, Sammy, these are your friends. These are people who you spend New Year with. These are people that you spend Easter with. These are people that you hold barbecues and parties and they come to your house. Like, you know, I, I had about 60 clients came to my house for a barbecue in the summer because I just love celebrating life with people. But it, business had become my life. And so you know, there's a lot of things coming up here now that I haven't yeah. spoken to anyone about before. Yeah. But revisiting it. Thank you for the question. Uh, so, you know, it was really, it was a very painful time because there was this part, part of me was, um, I've got to focus on the loyalty. The other part was, this is too freaking painful. I can't build this business anymore. I need out. How do I do it without letting everyone down? And actually, um, it, it got so painful that we pulled our operations director who had worked for us for seven years. We pulled Tim into the boardroom and told him we're done. Because bear in mind at this point, the, <laughs> I'm in hospital four times in as many months. That was as a result of my business partner um, having a, a near stroke and the left-hand side of his body collapsed through stress. Oh, my God. So, so wow. all of the five businesses that we had built that we were running at the same time, at that time, hey. then fell on me to run them. Oh, I see. So it took him six months to rebuild, to even just to rehabilitate the side of his body, get him working fully again. So he wasn't coming to work. He wasn't able to do that. And sometimes he was in, sometimes he was out. So the uncertainty of it all also was causing a lot of stress so, for me. I mean, so, so, <laughs> so, Sammy, so can I just uh, ask you a question? Because this is um, a powerful message for so many listeners. Okay. So look, you were you were running successful businesses. And both of you, not just you, but also your partner, mm -hmm. um, you were receiving messages from your body. There is something not quite right. Okay. So, um, but, um, so what do you think uh, was the main message that your body was saying to you apart from, um, you know, you cannot sell it to those sharks or because you mm -hmm. love your clients and mm -hmm. you cannot give them um, to those people to look after because it, it will be wrong. So obviously there yeah. was, uh, there was too many businesses. Uh, there was the wrong values. You were, you're giving attention to yeah. business more than yourself. But what yeah. was the main reason why you almost nearly died running mm. this business? What, what do you think was the main reason and, um, what actually saved you? I would say the main reason was. <laughs> I think that the main reason was nothing to do with my body. I think my body was just the manifestation yes. of what my soul was trying to get me back on path. <laughs> my soul was the one that was jabbing me saying, remember your values. Remember why you're here. Prod, prod. You know, you know you're, you're greater than this. It, you know that you're meant to be having a different life to the one that you're having. Um, hello, knock, knock. Yes. <laughs> 
and of course like the only you know your soul will do that universe will do that yes will do that you know whoever you um you believe your spirit god the universe whatever you believe in it's going to let you know and it's going to keep letting you know and it's going to keep tripping you up and it's going to keep putting obstacles in your path and it's going to keep bringing people into your life who are giving you messages and it's going to keep doing it until you listen and the final thing i believe the final straw that your soul has is to start overtaking your body to give you those messages and it is going to stop you somehow and it might start with a cold and it might start with you know a, a broken bone it might start with you falling down the stairs or something you know or ringing in your ears or ringing in your ring, ears it could, yes it could be anything it's like hello <laughs> it's, it's gonna it's gonna let you know somehow your body is gonna let you know yes. and You know, Louise Hay wrote a brilliant book. I think it's called Your Body Speaks Your Mind. But I think it goes beyond that. Yes, I think your body speaks your mind, but I think your soul is speaking to your mind. So you've got your yes. soul above that, letting you know and guiding you and putting thoughts there yeah. that, that, you know, th thoughts become things. So those things, if you don't listen to them, start to manifest in your body. And luckily, um, I the consultant said it to me because I don't know what else my body could have done other than kill me. Yes. If he hadn't have said that sentence about be, me being free to make my choices, but not free of the consequences of those choices, if he hadn't have said that, because he'd said the, the the other stuff three times before, so if he hadn't have said that one sentence, I still don't think I'd have listened to my body. And uh, and Sammy, so how long have you uh, been free of working uh, after after you've given up this 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 business or those businesses, right? Uh, what did you do after that, and how how long did you give yourself time to rest? Well, I um, I was pretty severe. I was pretty dramatic in in the way that I did it um, because I, it was just too painful. I needed to buy my freedom, and so when we sat in the boardroom and shared with Tim, like you know, with this is just too painful. My business partner, obviously, his body had collapsed. I was now collapsing. It wasn't worth my life. Yes. to to be going through this and so we shared it and said we're, we're going to close the company we'd literally we'd gone from selling the business 7.8 million but it wasn't worth selling our soul so yes. we said well then we'll just close so um so we pulled him into the the office now we had 13 staff at that time okay. and tim um you know busy design studio and and we told tim and, and he said i can't let you do that i love this business this business is my life i can't let you do that let me buy it i'll buy the business And we said, Tim, there's no way you can buy them. Where are you going to get the money from? We know what you earn, right? We pay you. Where are you going to get 7.8 million? He said, leave it with me. Can I can I leave so I can go and try and find the money? And, and anyway, he went to do that. And we said, there's no way. Let's not set him up to fail. Let's just give him the business. You know, he knows all the customers already. They The customers love him because he's managing yes. them, basically. We're just the face of the business by this point. So um, it actually worked really well. He came into the, the, the office the next day with his head in his hands because obviously overnight he hadn't been able to uh, to find the money. Um, and so we just said, Tim, you know, we we want to give you a legacy. You know, we, we've built a lot of money up. We had many, many, many thousands coming into the accounts every month managing clients' accounts. He didn't need to find another customer. He could have lived for the rest of his life off of the customers that we already had. Um, and so that's what we did. So to there, for there to be an exchange, we sold the business to him for one pound. Okay. So that, and, and literally, we exchanged the paperwork on the 30th of September, 2013. That night, I, I had my car already packed up that night. My dog, Bonnie, Border Collie, she got in the car with me. And we set off 
uh, to go over to France uh, to go and I was just so burned out. I said, Mum, I need to come and stay with you and Dad for a while. Uh, and they they moved to France many years before. They they lived in England. They're English, but they moved to France for a different way of life, different lifestyle. I said, Can I come and stay? So I was only going to go out and stay for six months. So on the 1st of October, 2013, Bonnie and I like, you know, drive off of the ferry and now we're living in France and we've never lived in France. We didn't know anyone other than my mum and dad out there. Didn't have any clients, didn't have any friends because I, you know, I hadn't been in contact with people for so long and I realized that I didn't actually know my mum and dad. So I was going to give it six months out there to rehabilitate. Um, and it took a good three months of cons- like everyday crying like my body was going through mm. the weirdest emotions that I didn't I hadn't experienced you know I was a strong mm. independent woman like you know any yes. sign of weakness Absolutely. people aren't going to buy from you if you're weak or yes. you, you show any kind of uh, kink in your armor like no you're, you're like I'm strong I don't need help I, I don't need mm. to ask people for help I you know I've, I've got this well I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have it at all. And I, like, I just melted down. I remember one day, I think I've talked about this only a couple of times before in the past. There was this one day where I woke up and I could not stop crying. Yeah. Like, you know, I had a smile on my face, but I could not stop crying. It was yeah. weird. You know, this, all these emotions, it was just flowing through me. <laughs> I remember um, a friend of mine was out there at the time um, and they said, are you okay? Like, how can I help? And they were really trying to help me. There was nothing they could do. You know, they were making me laugh, but I was still crying. It was just the weirdest thing. So they said, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to go and get your mum. So they went and got my mum and my mum's answers typically. She comes through and she's like, oh, my God, she gives me this big hug. And then she she has both of my shoulders in her hand. She looks me straight in the eye and she went, you need chocolate. Let me get you some chocolate. <laughs> I, went, I don't need chocolate. She went, okay. I need to get you some wine. I don't need wine. (laughs) I don't know how to help. Tell me how to help. And I went, just leave me. I just need to, this is obviously something I just need to go through. Um, And I didn't know what was going on. My body didn't know what was going on. Everyone around me didn't know what was going on. And God bless people that packed my parachute during that time. Because, you know, actually I got to know my mum all over again on a whole new level. And what I realized was my mum didn't actually know what my vision for my life was. I didn't know what my vision yes. for my life was. And and I, I gave myself the gift of time. Now, bear in mind, I'd sold my business for a, a pound. I'd split it <laughs> two ways. So I left with 50 pence. Uh, I didn't have a list because I, I'd sold okay. all my, my client database. I didn't have a business. didn't have any income coming in at all. And But I, I don't know. I just I just knew I would be okay. I just knew that I would be all right. I had this faith, I think, was the biggest thing. That was what got me through. Faith that I was going to be all right. I just knew that I was going to be okay. And um, and so I allowed myself the time to do it. And, you know, I, I was talking to somebody last night. I live on a boat. You know, Greg and I sold everything in uh, in January a few months ago. And we decided we were, we were going to live the lifestyle that, that – we want to live, we want to travel and we want to work from home. So how do you do both? You buy a boat. So we mm. bought a boat and um, we're in a marina at the moment and one of our neighbours, a couple of boats down, I was talking to her about this last night because, you know, as I'm walking the dogs, she she was telling me about how stressed she is and she's at work and the conditions of work and she's really feeling in her body and she actually went mute. She lost her voice for oh. six months. Okay. And I was, I was, I shared the story that I'm talking about now. And I said, it really isn't worth it, Sally. You know, just listen to your body. Like, how long does your body need to let you know there's something wrong? How long does your 
inner guidance system need to let you know and your soul how long all of these things need to conspire together and collaborate to to make this as bad as possible for you before you make that decision and let's imagine it takes you another two years to make that decision have you ever struggled on for longer than you needed to and then you did the thing you knew you needed to and then you look back and said why didn't I do that two years ago I said, could you live with that decision if you continue doing what you're doing now in the way that you're doing it and you lose another two years of your life or another two weeks, another like you can lose money and you can get money back, but you can't lose time and get that back. Once it's gone, it's gone. So I'm a big believer now. Like I follow my intuition. If I'm getting any kind of spidey senses, if I get any of that going on, but I'm listening to that now, I'm getting much better at it. So, so Sammy, so tell me, so you're with your mom, crying, crying, crying. Obviously, yeah. you stopped crying after you, your body released all the trauma, all the stress, mm, yeah. all the pain. So can, can you just tell us quickly, what was the turning point and what did you do then next to be now incredibly successful yeah. again, <laughs> but you. in a different way? Yeah, yeah, it had to be a different way. Um, I think the, the biggest turning point was... <laughs> I think the biggest turning point was that um I, I just I don't know I thought Sammy Hat like you know how much longer are you going to do this <laughs> you know you're 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 a highly successful woman how how much longer are you going to try and do this on your own like who who's been through this who's been through this and has turned their life around so I started to just look I started searching mm-hmm. on the internet and I found the secret and I'm sure the secret has been yes. like you know it's, it's a, a yeah. universal law of attraction I'm sure lots and lots of people turn to the secret um you know and I had to watch it three times before I really got it the first time I watched it and I was like oh my gosh you know I wasn't used to that kind of language I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I've come through corporate <laughs> and, uh, you know I, I wasn't used to that kind of it seemed to me very rah-rah at the time you know some people would say it's very like over the top you know and and I guess if that's not where you're at it will be like I look at the secret now and it's it's just my life um but for many people I'm sure it's it's very far-fetched at the beginning so I watched the secret and I thought okay well I literally have nothing to lose so what's the worst that can happen all right I'll do this whole vision board thing I saw Marie Diamond who's now a really good friend of mine saw Marie Diamond um on the screen talking about vision boards and you know if you want this and you've got to feng shui your life so I just moved some stuff around I didn't even know if I really believed in it but I thought I'm just gonna do it right if if this clearly this has worked for her whether I believe it or not I need to model success and if that's the life she's now living because she's followed this model I'm gonna follow that model so you know and I can't stay miserable for much longer because I'm like you know I'm tripping over myself constantly Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I made my first vision board and, and I, I just, I, I couldn't believe what came out of it actually. And there, there were things on this vision board that when I looked at the images, I thought, actually, I already have that. Uh-huh. Or why am I waiting to have that? Why am I waiting for permission to have that? I could have that right now if I wanted to. Yes. Why have I waited for that? I'm going to have it. You know, so I started to make my vision board come true very fast. And I thought, well, if I can do this for, for me, and if I were to build, because at that point, I like when I left the business, I was never going into business again. I was retired. That was it. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just knew I wasn't going to build a business again. Yes. I was so burned out from it. So I remember my thought process was constantly, well, what about another business? Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you could do it. Nope. <laughs> it was all, 
my 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 mind was already shutting myself down even halfway through the thought of the sentence let alone speaking it so I thought okay well what if I were to create a vision board around if I did have a business Mm -hmm. what would it look like and so I'd created the life that I wanted so then I'm like okay well I've got this blank sheet what am I going to put on this sheet of paper that's going to help me to get that and so I got really intentional with it, which I'd never done before. I'd done it for everybody else's business, but I'd never done it for my own. And, mm. um, you know, so I sat down and I got really emotional about me having that life because I didn't have the family that I wanted. I wanted to be married and in a really happy relationship. I believed in marriage. I, I wanted children. Although I didn't really want my own birth children. I wanted to, to meet somebody who had children, mm-hmm. you know, a family that I could love. And that would love me back. And so I had all these things on my vision board. It's like, well, how am I going to build that? You know, my, because again, my map of the world was when you're in business, you work 18 to 20 hours a day. I can't have a business and a relationship. That was my belief. I can't have both. I can't have it all. And because I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen it working successfully for someone else, because of course I was surrounded by other single people that were building businesses and giving Ah, their whole life to the business. So they were my models of success. So I knew I, I didn't know. I didn't have this language. Now I talk to people about models of success, but back then it was, okay, so who's a good example of that? (laughs) And Marie Diamond in The Secret, she'd talked about, uh, in fact, her example in The Secret was taking somebody who wanted to find love and they created this canvas of what they wanted. And, you know, and so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to create a business that I'm really in love with, but I'm also going to have a relationship that I'm really in love with and I believe I can have to I've got to find a way to have it all um you know and have the travel and the freedom that was the other thing that I wanted I wanted freedom you know when I'd had that business we had an office we had 13 staff we had commitments we had 23 and a half thousand pounds a month worth of operational costs before we even opened the door on the business we were responsible not only for our staff but when you had Christmas parties, you then got to see the result of what you were actually responsible for because people would bring their families. And now it's like, oh, hang on. I don't just have the employees to look after. What I'm really looking after is their entire family as well. So really what I was responsible for was about 50 people. And, you know, it starts to have a toll on you. So I knew without a shadow of a doubt that to get the life that I wanted, I needed to be able to travel. I needed to have freedom. I needed to be able to do what I wanted when I wanted and build a business around that. I wanted to earn online income Uh in a way that I didn't Uh have to show up. I didn't have to be there physically to earn it. Uh, I wanted to create legacy. And the best way to do that I knew would be products, but I didn't know how I was going to do it at that time. Uh I just knew that I would have to create product because that was a really good way of me being able to have a conversation with a thousand people at the same time without being there physically. So I, I put pictures of books. Um, I put pictures of programs. I put pictures of uh, products, CDs at that time, DVDs. So I just, I got all these things and I got mm-hmm. them really visual and put them on there and just got really clear about, you know, if I could wake up and be so in love with the people that I'm working with on a daily basis, who would that be? So I thought about all the people in my network who I knew that I could add value to their life through just the knowledge that I have without learning anything else or doing anything new. Um, I could, you know, get in a new degree or certification or something like that. So um, so I thought about who I already knew in my network. I actually went on LinkedIn and Facebook, all the people that I knew, and I printed out a picture of the person 
that I thought that's my ideal customer. That's exactly who I can help. So I, I printed that picture off and I stuck that on my vision board. So I knew, you know, the, the age and the who it was that I was I was working with. I knew their background because obviously I knew them. I could see what their lifestyle choices were. I could see where they were at in their business. And um, and I just got really clear on that vision board. And when I looked, when I stood back and looked at that vision board. And I had to look at it a few times. This wasn't just a one and done mm-hmm. thing. I had to look at it a few times. And when I kept coming back to it, because the reason that I kept wanting to look at it was there needed to be a business model. I didn't want to create something that was erratic and it didn't have a system behind it. Where I didn't want to create something where I was exchanging my time for money again. Because if I didn't show up to the office, I didn't earn. If I didn't go out networking and get business from networking, physical tiring exhausting networking events after networking events and I wasn't speaking at that time I didn't have a speaking career like I have now so everything was about network it was always the hard way right I look back on that life then and it was very doing everything the hard way and um and so yeah I needed to think about how could I how could I build a profile that would enable me to talk to many people at the same time and not have to leave the house you know I was living in France so I didn't have an option um you know to to do anything at that time I was in the middle of the countryside I had one meg broadband so my internet was terrible um and so there I am looking at this thinking well okay how do I get that life with this model effectively what model is this and I realized that actually for me to be able to deliver what I wanted I was going to need to build or the best thing that I could build would be a resource so I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to build a resource, what kind of resource would it be? And my entire background is brand. Okay, so brand building resource, brilliant. All right. So um, if I know that it's going to be a brand building resource, who's it going to be for? So I looked at the picture of my ideal client. Okay, entrepreneurs of purpose-driven businesses. Very clear about that. Well, at the time, I wanted to work with per, um, entrepreneurs of fast growth businesses. I, I like to see a result quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I did carry that across with me, like that masculine mm-hmm. side of me. I carried mm-hmm. that across. And, um, you know, I wanted something that I could build really quickly and and I wanted others to build theirs quickly. And so I decided that I was going to build the world's largest and most valuable brand building resource for entrepreneurs of fast growth businesses. I looked at all the things that I had on my vision board and thought, OK, I just need to pick the first one. So I picked a book and you can see it behind me. That was my first book. And I wrote the first six chapters in seven days I mean I just set to work on it because I had I was intentional and creational at the same time I married those two things together so I had a goal and I had a date with a deadline I'd set myself a deadline to do it but what I had what I'd also done was given myself a time scale of how would I know that this is working and I thought to myself all right if I haven't made 15,000 pounds in the next 12 weeks right today is ground zero in 12 weeks from today, if I haven't made 15,000 pounds, then I don't know that this is going to really work, right? I can't, I can't prove this to myself. I can't prove to me that this can work. How can I prove to anybody else that this can work? I've got to mm-hmm. be the best demonstration of it. And I've been making all this money, you know, millions of pounds, dollars and euros for other people. If I can't do this on my own bloody business, I don't know who can. So I just set to work and I thought I'm just going to create a heartbeat strategy. So for 12 weeks, all I focused on was serving making an impact but I was relentless in that impact I was consistent in that impact I dedicated my life to impact I wasn't obviously I didn't have a business to run I had nothing else to do other than focus on impact that's what I did I focused on impact and I just showed up we didn't have live streaming or anything six years ago we only had 
you know, video, which was a good next step. Uh, we had video, we had social media, we had the ability to uh, to connect with a, a global audience very quickly. I mean, one tweet, you're global. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you've got a global business as soon as you're on social media. So I just set to work doing that. So within that first um, seven days, I've created six chapters of the book. And then it took me the rest of it, probably about another seven to eight weeks for me to actually get my backside into gear and finish the book because I got so focused on impact that I realized the chapters that I'd written were they were just stuff that I knew it wasn't things that people wanted ah so so then I I was like oh hang on I've written these six chapters but that's not what people are talking about that's not what questions people are asking me and because I was showing up you know and I was saying um you know I put a post out and said Hey, you know, I've been asked to speak for two hours on how to build a brand. What are some of the questions that you as an entrepreneur wanting to grow a far, really fast growth your business? What are some of the questions you have about building your brand? And I got 21 answers in one group. And, I, you know, I posted this in several groups, 19 in another. And so and I thought, well, these are really good questions. So I'll just create videos to answer the questions. So I'd say, you know, gosh, thank you so much for your question on how do I build a personal brand and a business brand at the same time? Well, if you like Gosha, have that same question over the next three minutes. I'm going to share exactly how you can do that. And if you've got a question that you'd like me to answer personally for you, please pop your question in the comments below and I'll make sure to do that for you. So let's get started on how do you build a personal brand and a business brand at the same time. So then I deliver the thing and then at the end of it, I'd encourage them again to leave their comments below. I'd, I'd post that video and then I'd copy, I'd copy you in. So I'd copy in Gosha and say, Gosha, thank you so much for your question on how do I build a personal mm -hmm. brand and a business brand at the same time. Um, I'd really um, love you to share this video with anyone else that you know that's growing a business that you think could benefit from this answer. So Gosha then goes and share, 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 share. My brand went viral very quickly. That was without live streaming. Seriously, you follow this strategy with live streaming now? Like you, you'll crush it. So so I did that relentlessly every day for 12 weeks. Well, within that first six to seven weeks, that's when I realized I needed to really build this, this business around the customers and that I'd been, I'd been too much from ego. I'd been too much creating things previously to that from what I knew. And it's good to share what you already know. Of course, you're going to build your business on it if you're going to build a business from home selling information. But what you really need to do is step into that client's world. And I'd done it accidentally. So what I'd done was I stepped into the client's world. I had hundreds of followers, people that were connecting with me. You know, my group was growing. Um, you know, I built that up very quickly. And of course, they're asking me questions each and every day. I was getting more questions. And I was thinking, this is what I need to really build the brand around, the book around now. So I named the, the book, The Seven Reasons Why Customers Don't Choose You and how you can change that because that's what people mm. were saying right you know my competitors keep winning the business how can i have that competitive advantage how can i be the brand that everyone's coming to uh, you know how can i build a personal brand so i'm getting loads of questions around that and i thought okay well that's what the book needs to be around so i pretty much rewrote the first six chapters and then created the book well because of all the relationships i built over that uh, six to seven weeks i then started talking about, okay, books coming, what questions do you want me to put into the book? What answers do you want me to give? So I started getting that constantly building community around the product before I created it, which was another lesson that I learned. So, you know, and I was doing it naturally without even thinking about it because my whole point was impact. So, um, so there I am and I'm getting all these questions and I start answering 
these things and I create little worksheets and say, hey, gosh, thank you so much for, for your question around how do you do that. I've created you a little worksheet, guys and girls. If you also want to know how to do that, click on the file section of the Facebook group and you've also got access to it as well. People loved it because it was just impact, impact, impact. I wasn't even thinking about income because I knew that my, it, my income would come from the impact. So for six, seven weeks, I didn't have any money coming in still, I, you know, and I could have quite easily, because I didn't give myself that deadline, I could have quite easily gone, do you know what, this isn't working and start losing heart. But I knew that there was, there was a tipping point. There was going to be a tipping point. You can't help it. The universe has got to make a tipping point. Yeah. Right? The universe will always deliver in proportion to what you're giving out. Yes. So if you're not receiving what you want, then it's just the universe holding a mirror up saying, hello, you, you just need to be doing more, right? The more you do of the right things, the more yes. you're going to receive the, the impact and income back. Well, it was around week eight to nine that I then put a thing out, say a message out in my community, my, which is how to build a brand, right? So I've created everything around how to build a brand because that's what people were searching for. Yes. So I then, um, you know, it wasn't sexy. It wasn't a sexy name, but if people are searching for it, I'm going to build my business on what people are searching for. I don't want to make it hard for myself. So um, there I am. It's like week eight, nine, coming up to week 10. And I'd had enough information by that point for me to think about creating my first program. So I put a post out and just said, look, you know, I'm looking for uh, 18 entrepreneurs who want to go further faster. They really want to accelerate their progress. Um, you know, you, you'd be somebody that uh, is coachable, that will follow a process that, that when I give you a step by step instruction, you take it and then you're going to record the result and you're going to share the result. And so I'm looking for 18 people to do that. When I got on a call, I, I interviewed quite a lot of people and to get that 18. But the 18 that came through that process, I mean, it was going to make them hundreds of thousands of pounds, dollars and euros. So they were happy to spend a thousand pounds a month to go through that process for six months. So what I didn't realize I'd done was I got to week 12 and I was still so focused on impact. I hadn't really taken stock of what I'd just done, but I'd built so much trust and credibility and value in those first six to seven weeks that I, I had enough credibility to create conversation. And the conversation is where the conversion was happening because the conversation created even more connection. So I ended up having these conversations. Now I've got 18 people paying me £1,000 a month for six months. I've created six months of predictable income. Uh, you know, we've created a contract and I hadn't even started the program yet. I didn't know what the program was going to even be, but I oh. knew it was going to be something that would accelerate them. And I built so much trust that they trusted me mm. that I would do it and I would deliver on my promise. So I, I just took those, those first 18 people and I built the whole thing around them. And within that 12 week, I mean, within the first three or four weeks, some of them, like one of them, he got inquiries coming in from Australia to be on an Australian TV channel. He's, you know, a London based personal trainer that said, Sammy, I don't want to earn 40 pound an hour anymore. How do I set my personal brand up? How do I, you know, I want to be earning 500 pound an hour. How do I go from 40 pound an hour to 500 pound an hour? Well, we've got to dramatically accelerate the impact you're making and. We've got to accelerate your personal brand. It's literally, that's it. You know, people are going to get business either way and they're going to choose you or someone else, but they're going to choose the one who's most visible. This is fantastic, Sammy. So I'm going to ask you uh, last two questions. I mean, I could, I realized that we could actually continue this conversation for about <laughs> five hours and uh, it will be so valuable. And I'm giving so, you all my secrets here. <laughs> so um, the question I had for you 
what is the the fastest way to create a successful pr product but yeah. but i'm going to uh, take everything you've said so far and can you fill in the rest so from what okay. you told me the the best way to create a product okay that people uh, would love to pay for number one is to get clear um what you're passionate about be very intentional what you want to create number two number three is to start giving value to people before you charge them yeah number four uh, next point is start getting to know the pain and ask them questions so you cannot so my my co conclusion here is and that where i went wrong before uh, creating products myself ask people many questions to feel into the pain so don't build anything before you ask people hundreds of questions or a few questions right yeah yeah definitely survey survey them so, the yeah yeah just get visible the thing is the more people that you get visible in front of that think wow you've got a great message i want to follow that i want to know more about that well those people are brilliant people to survey and i ended up surveying over forty thousand entrepreneurs about what their biggest problems in wow. business are and you know so so i built a brand very quickly I, I can't be told that it can't be done if you follow the process you follow the steps it can be I mean, this is what i teach my brand builders now like how to build that brand but the key thing i think is you know is to ask the questions but listen to the questions as well listen to the questions you're getting no point asking questions and then still doing the thing you were going to do anyway and mm. just trying to manipulate it trying to manipulate the language you can't you've got to build it around your customer you have to it will always be successful whilst ever you're building it around your customer you know if you say to someone that i've got a framework and i'm going to take you from here to here and i want to build the whole thing around you so the whole process is going to be completely personalized it's going to be individual to you and i'm going to build it around you so that i can take many thousands of other people through this process once i've gone through it with you now usually what i would do is i would drop the price and make it um you know because you're going to you see yourself as a guinea pig or whatever i would drop the price to do that but here's why i'm not going to do it um i am going to charge what this program is worth because this you're the first person to go through it and that means that you are going to get probably 80 percent more time going through this process than anyone in future will ever get. They won't be getting my personal time going through this process in future. And my time is worth 500 pounds an hour. So I'm going to charge you a thousand pounds a month to go through this process for six months. And you're going to get way more value than that because when I've worked it out for every pound a customer spends with me, they're getting a minimum five pound return on investment. So I know that to be true if you go through this program. And if you follow the step, then you will get the result would you be willing to put yourself through an intensive pro program to have achieved the results that you want by the end of it where are you you know is it a yes or a no mm -hmm. and people would just say yes i would be prepared to do that so there, there's another lesson in there for you as well is don't drop your prices just because you've mm -hmm. got somebody going through it for the first time actually it should be higher the first time <laughs> you go through it because you're giving more more time and energy and attention and i was really glad that that you know, of the three, there were three V's that I learned through the whole process. The first is vision. You've got to be so clear on what your vision is, because otherwise, how can you be intentional about mm -hmm. achieving it? And how can you be creational to take you to the end result? So the first thing is vision. You've got to have that strong vision. The second thing is values. Don't go against your values. Know what your values are. 
the universe, your your heart, every part of your being, your soul will let you know if you're going away from them as, as part of the story I shared earlier. And your final thing is value. Never, ever, ever come down on your value. Know what you are worth and be intentional with that value. If you put the message out to the universe and you act in a certain way that's in accordance with those values, you won't attract people that don't value you. So when you start to operate at a certain level, if you make a decision right now that your value is a thousand pounds an hour, well, who do you need to be and how do you need to show up and what brand would you need to have built for people to look at you and go, that's a thousand pounds an hour brand? Because it's so different. You'll start to attract them. Sammy, how many products do you, have you built so far since you've started oh this new business? Like roughly? Um, well, that was just was about six and a half years ago. Um, well, I have over a thousand mini courses and <laughs> masterclasses. Um, uh, I've, we're just about to launch the first of 365 books. Uh, so we've got a lot of that content written already. Uh, products wise, maybe about 70, maybe 75 products. All of them built around the customer. And what, so, so my question was, what do they all have in common? What is the most important element that makes <laughs> the them most successful? Important, the most important thing that makes each and every one of them successful is that they all only solve one problem. Oh, one, not two or three, no, but one. No, no, solve one problem. If somebody's got a, a, a pain in their back, if they've got back pain, why are you trying to solve their back pain, their knee pain, their elbow pain, their neck pain, their relationship pain, ah. their pain? Like, why are you trying to solve all the pain? They've got a problem with their back. Solve their freaking back problem. But when you solve their back problem, it creates another problem. So now they're going to realize I haven't got my back problem anymore. Oh, what did I stop doing that I couldn't do before when I had my back problem? Oh, well, now I'd like to start dancing again. All right, so solve that problem. Where can they find dance classes? Where can they find... You know, right. just so okay. you always create another problem with the problem you solve. Like we know at Brand Builders Club, the first problem we solve is brandalism. We stop people from vandalizing the face of their business and the message that people should know about that business. So the first thing we do is we get you really clear on what do you do? Who do you do it for? How do you intend to achieve that? And how many, how much impact do you want to have? by being on this planet. So we get really clear about that. So the brand and the branding then, so your brand is what other people say about you when you're not there. The branding is the trust mark. So that's the the logo, the website, all of those things. So we, we look at that first, because if, you, if you're going to drive a million people to an identity that's already terrible, you're just going to hemorrhage all of those people. You've got holes in the bucket. So we fill all the holes up there. So we cure brandalism. But when we cure brandalism, it's, it creates another problem. Now they've got this amazing brand and no one to look at it. So then we solve visibility. We cure invisibility. Once we've cured invisibility, it creates another problem. Now they've got too many inquiries. Now they're thinking, how the heck do I deal with all of this? There's only me and my business. What am I going to do? So then we have to systemize. We need to automate. We need to mm. turn you into those products and services that can be purchased relentlessly without you having to be there to deliver it. And then the final thing that we solve is loneliness. There are so many business owners who are lost and lonely and overwhelmed and they have no idea what their next step is. So we solved all those problems. We brought 27 different amazing mentors. You are one of those incredible mentors within the Brand Builders Club who help to shift brand builders that have a problem. Mm -hmm. Because I've, I've invested a lot of money and a lot of time on coaches where I'm only getting one point of success mm -hmm. from them. 
or you don't need that when you're in business you need I need to know like well okay I've got this issue with my brand or I've got this issue I want to build a Facebook bot how do I do that okay I've built all this amazing stuff but I'm too scared to get it out there who do I need to talk to that's going to help me bust that right so to Gosha of course you do right so I looked at the different areas out of the 40,000 entrepreneurs that I interviewed um, and did this survey with. So basically, I did a survey with over 40,000 entrepreneurs. Out of those, I had I interviewed a thousand. So I had physical one-to-one conversations with a thousand mm. of those people. Um, and, and so I got very clear, very quickly, about what problems I really needed to solve in the entrepreneurial world. And by the way, I also learned very quickly that when I aimed for to build a resource for fast growth businesses, what I ended up attracting was people that didn't share the same values as me. They wanted quick and dirty, get rich quick stuff. And that's not who I am. Um, So I I changed the end of that vision statement to purpose driven business owners and it changed the entire spirit of my business. So don't be don't be scared to change stuff as you grow. Right. You've got to let go to grow. Don't try and hold on to stuff just because you've spent so much time and money uh, branding it or whatever. If it isn't right, don't keep limping along with it. It's like driving a car that should have four wheels and you're driving with two wheels. It's not going to get you where you want to go fast enough, right? So they're the key things really behind that. And and so we just solve problems. And and as a result of that, that's how Brand Builders was built. And it's now three years old and it's global and it's amazing. I'm watching so much progress and it's been beautiful seeing your progress. Yes. And, and well. I'm, yes, I'm part of it. So, so Sammy, just, um, this is one minute question. Okay. Obviously people may want to learn more about how you work and join the club and have very hands-on support, but just for those <clears throat> who have this question right now, how do I build my brand? Mm-hmm. How do I make it? truly successful what would you say very quickly are the three most important things that people need to do yeah i think i mentioned them already get very clear on your vision know what your values are know yourself be confident in yourself uh you know the, the the more you stick to your values the better your value will be perceived so hold your value as well you know that's the biggest mistake uh, you know one of the the biggest biggest mistakes i would say just in this last like 20 seconds or whatever wrap up is don't do it alone don't even try to do it alone you know and you know if you try and do it on your own then you're never going to have the confidence that you need to really take it further and if all you have confidence in is your ability to achieve something then focus 100% of your energy on what you know is your superpower brand that create the values around that, create the value around that. And your personal value will start to increase as you start to see the results. And you'll just fall in love with yourself. You'll fall in love with your brand and you'll always be in love with your business. So, um, Sammy, your superpower is to help people's brands to blossom. What do you think (laughs) is my superpower? Um, Well, yeah, I think my superpower is definitely impact. I think your superpower is um, peace, actually. I think your superpower is giving people peace because you really giving giving people peace through release. How about that? Mm, I like that. <laughs> so, I mean, In the moment, branding yeah, consultation. <laughs> yes, exactly. I knew I was sort of going to get something out of it. I've got so much out of it. Oh, my God. Sammy, please tell us uh, how people can find you if they wanted to find out more about the, uh, the club uh, and to work with you and to get your magic, how do they find you? 
Um, well, the best way is to um, go to how to build a brand. So you, if you type in howtobuildabrand.org uh, online, then you'll find me. You'll find all of the resources. There's lots of free resources. There's some great stuff on the website, thousands of articles uh, in our brand advice center. So if you've got questions about things, you know, go, you can go there. Um, we also have a group called How to Build a Brand as well, a Facebook group. And there's about 6,000 people in that group that you can, uh, you know, come in and learn a lot from those people. I go live every day into that group. I still am all about the impact. So I do interviews each and every day with um, with global entrepreneurs. It's called Confessions of a Global Changemaker. So these are amazing people that I've been on documentaries with, that I've spoken on the big stages with, that I've created products with. These are amazing people who just have such a, um, a traumatic business uh, journey that I, I get them to come in and share. How do you avoid this? <laughs> so mm. it's called confessions because I'm literally getting them to confess things that they don't usually talk about, <laughs> you know, when they're talking about how successful they are. And this is about how unsuccessful you've been uh, and how we can learn from that. So, yeah, I would say, you know, go go to howtobuildabrand.org and come and join the Facebook group. Um, you know, the Brand Builders Club is invitation only. So if it's something you do want to find out about, the best place is to get in the group and start a conversation with me. Start, you know, let me see what you do demonstrate we run challenges in there all the time as well so you know just just reach out and I'd love to know more about what you do I'm very curious by nature I I call it curious my husband calls it nosy <laughs> so I like to know you know what you're up to so yeah let's have a conversation I'd, I'd, it'd be a pleasure and an honor to support you Sammy, to go further. it's been a delight and pleasure as always to speak to you and for all of those um who wonder how uh, Sammy's life is yes She's got a dream husband. Uh, how many kids and grandchildren do you have? Gosh, well, I married a man with eight children. I didn't put my request into the universe <laughs> about how specific I wanted to be with how big that family was. No, I love them all. And they're amazing kids. They're all grown up, uh -huh. which is great. So I didn't have any of the stress and trauma of that. Uh, so Abby was 13 when uh, when Greg and I got together. So it was a great age to uh, to, to be with her. She's now 18. And so, uh, so yeah, like we've got the eight children and 13 grandchildren. Our 14th grandchild is due in about three weeks. And you've got and four dogs and two cats, is that right? We've got four dogs and two cats on the boat, yeah, and they all get on really well. It's just the most amazing lifestyle. And I can't believe that I didn't do it sooner, you know. Why did I have this this thing thinking that success meant you had to have a house and you had to have this? And, you That's know, right. it's like actually – all of the entrepreneurs that I spend my time with are like people from the secret people that have built extraordinary billion dollar businesses. And do you know what the, each of them have in common is that they've gone through the same thing that I have. And when you go and stay with them or when you go to their ha homes, their homes are just like our homes, Like they've gone there. They've done the big pillars and everything. Yes. I said to Bob Doyle from the secret, we're like, we, we hang out quite a bit. And then, um, and Bob, I went to his place, right? And he has this beautiful apartment. He's now living in Vegas, but the apartment I yes. went to stay with him, um, he had this beautiful apartment overlooking Marina Del Rey in LA. And um, and I'm there, like, you know, we're, we're just like our arms on the balcony, just, uh, you know, elbows there and just chatting to each other. And I said, Bob, you know, I'm really surprised. And he said, what? I said, Bob, I'm, I'm really surprised because you live in this beautiful apartment. What I was expecting was this massive mansion, you know, pillars at the front door, 
gated um you know pathway and you know like two miles to get to your front door that's what I was expecting but what you are is just the most amazing human being living in a beautiful place that that is aspiring for me to say actually you are just like me and this is amazing to know that and he said Sammy you know what I learned the hard way he said I had that house I had the long driveway and I had all of that and it destroyed my marriage my kids you know I'm trying to keep communication with my kids like everything is totally strained because I had everything that money can buy but I was working all the hours God sent me and I was always away from home and I was focused on the money yeah and I realized that money wasn't the thing so when I stripped all of that stuff out and I actually live a really simple life where I have freedom, I have choice, I have all these things and I don't have any of that stuff. Like he's become a real minimalist, but you go to Bob's house, he's like totally minimalist now. And we've just done exactly the same thing. And I feel so free. I don't have this stuff hanging over me. And if I want to jump on a plane a couple of months ago, one of our Brand Builders Club members was running an event in Florida. I said to my husband, you know, I think I should be there. And the event was running by that point, by the way. I'm in England on my boat, seeing some of our members going across to this event in Florida. And it's day one. The event has already started. I say to Greg, you know, I feel like I should be there. I really want to support them. And he said, well, why don't you just go? I said, well, are you okay with that? He said, of course I am. Literally, I get on the car. I pack my bag, take 10 minutes, get in the car. I'm driving down to the airport and my assistant is booking my flights, my hotel, the car park at Heathrow Airport. Like I'm already on my, like I take inspired act. And that's something that every single one of these multi multi million billion trillionaires do they take inspired action it's one thing to learn it but you've got to go away and do it so everything that you've heard on this is my personal experience but the only reason i've created over a thousand products and over 70 or mini courses and over 70 products is because i did it i didn't just think about it and i didn't just put it on a vision board i did it i made it i made it happen and i i knew that it wasn't perfect but perfection is poverty it was keeping me poor it was wow. keeping me working lots of hours. You can't afford that. So Sammy, on this note, don't worry about being perfect. Go with it. C- create a vision of what you want. Don't wait to have the most amazing life. And um, yeah, yeah and, and, and learn from people like Sammy. So thank you so much, Sammy. That, that was just so amazing. Thank you for your time, enthusiasm and, very welcome. and fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you. Please share with us what you found useful and inspiring about this episode. If you know somebody who is making a big difference in the world and we should interview them, let us know. Please drop us an email at storiesofexpansion@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we'll see you in the next episode.